Do me a favor, Boone said, trying not to sound too harsh. See, I've been working alone two, three years now. So could you, uh, just sit there and not talk? If I want to talk, I'll send you a signal, okay? Wickham didn't even nod. For a second he thought of explaining how he'd never been at home with words, never enjoyed gossip or small talk or big talk either. No one had learned speech in the group homes. The preferred method of communication was more direct. A frown, a grin, a slap on the back or the face. With words, you got into double meanings, triple meanings, hidden meanings. He'd stick with his composers. Look at all they could say without using a single goddamn word. The part of the Shostakovich six where the long chord was repeated twelve or thirteen times always choked him up. And the screaming piccolo at the beginning of the next movement made him laugh. That was communication. Besides, she pissed him off. A uniformed teeny bopper with the street smarts of a cocker pup and a master's degree to confuse her even further. Hey! The garbage truck swerved as Boone's charger squirted out of the police garage. He jerked the wheel and yelled, Wake up, asshole! How professional, his seatmate murmured. Oh, he said, chagrined, uh, I forgot. Just be your own sweet natural self, she said. Don't do anything special for me. Don't talk, okay? How many times? Listen, this is work is all. This is an amateur night in the Turkish bath. I'm assigned to work one case with you, okay? That's fine. But that don't mean we gotta talk. I'm terribly sorry, Mr. Travolta. I didn't mean to offend. Could I just have an autograph for my little niece? Her face flashed splotches of pink, and a couple of twirls of light brown hair pulled loose from her temples and bounced around on her cheeks as she spoke. He gripped the wheel and thought of turning a couple high-speed donuts so she could take another look at her lunch, but mm, why lower himself? I didn't mean that, she mumbled after a few minutes of silence. I'm just upset. I handled that boy before, and he's sweet. He's sad. You don't bother me, he said. The only thing is I'd rather drive and not talk if it's all the same to you. Uh, got a lot on my mind. He'd be damned if he'd mention Annalise. I understand, she said. He doubted it. I do, she repeated, as though she had read his mind. Look, why can't we... Did you ever hear of a symbiotic relationship? Shit, oh dear, what next? I'm married, he said, uh, separated. She let loose a bored sigh, making his ulcers squeeze. This is exactly the kind of person the doc told me to avoid, he reminded himself, the kind that tries to make you feel dumb. She was a man, I'd erase that smirk fast. He heard a silky rustling as she crossed one long leg over the other and shifted toward the window. He remembered what Foxy, the duty lieutenant, had said. Look, John, everybody on the force wants to ride with that cunning little stunt. Just blow a little smoke up her ass, it won't kill you once. No, not if she went mute. Well, I'll go through the motions. Interview the Schulte woman and her high yellow boyfriend for a while, and then back to my wandering snitch. That crazy candy. How'd the sucker disappear between the lobby and the fourth floor? He remembered Foxy's parting words. And don't forget, John, this ginch is connected. That was the whole trouble with the PD. Too many people were connected. A few hours ago, he was closing in on a fool. Now he was out looking for a runaway, for Christ's sakes. A retard. Not that they weren't human beings, but how could you tell where a poor, simple retard might wander? Where would you look for a lost cat? The Charger was hemmed in traffic by student drivers and Chevys, 
and Medicare patients in Cadillac Seville's. As they waited at a light, he flared up a swisher suite and sneaked another peek. She was sitting erect and stiff as though she didn't belong. Well, she didn't.